Hello, beautiful people. I'm Aziz, your host today. Welcome to the Kiev Future Society, giving you better skills in a shorter time. Why does this Telegram channel exist? Ukrainian people want to make Ukraine a developed country, but many are frustrated that the educational system in Ukraine does not give them practical modern skills without practical modern skills it's difficult to find a great job and impossible to create successful projects that change the future of ukraine after interviewing hundreds of interesting ukrainian people on the kiev future podcast i notice something many guests have great practical skills that they are using every day for their success by giving them the opportunity to share their skills, all Ukrainians will be empowered to have a better life. Therefore, the goal of this volunteer Telegram channel is to create three types of free Telegram events. Number one, practical skill workshops like today. Second, master classes by experts. Three, culture events that enrich the soul. We are building a community here. We will support each other. And because of this pandemic, we all need community encouragement and empowerment more than ever. If you are attending this event, then you are really special. Michael Katz, Jana Ushpik, Lina, thank you. You truly belong to the Kiev Future Society because we are people who are always developing ourselves. So now it is your turn, dear listener. Share this volunteer Telegram channel with all your friends. And if you'd like to participate and be a speaker or to suggest a topic or to ask a question, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future because whenever Ukrainian gets access to these modern practical skills, they will have hope for a positive future. They will take care of their families better. They will become leaders in their community and they will have the skills needed to create the projects that will impact the future of Ukraine. This is the mission of the Kiev Future Society. We are changing the world because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Today, we will speak about personal branding. And to me, I like to go to deeper principles when I think about things so that I don't get lost in the details. Otherwise, it's overwhelming. So I will target this to smart students, to all smart students, but it applies to all professionals. If you wish to become a very successful professional, it is not enough to be a smart student and a hardworking person. The problem is the human brain. The brain ignores what is normal and it gives attention to what is unusual. What does this mean for you? This means if you are 100% a professional dressed elegantly, behaving appropriately at all times, you are 100% forgettable. 
nobody will remember you. Your efforts will not be noticed, and it's sad. At the same time, there is another human brain dilemma. Yes, the brain is interested in what is unusual, but the brain only trusts what is normal and familiar. Then, if you are normal, you are trusted, but people will forget you. And if you are unusual, you get attention, but most people will not trust you. So what is the solution? The solution is be 95% appropriate, normal, professional, familiar, and be 5% unusual, different, unique, attention-grabbing. You can see examples of this strategy everywhere. Example one, the British princesses wearing unusual hats. Without the hats, their clothes look elegant and normal, but that one item, the hat, makes everyone remember this situation. Or professionals wearing elegant suits, but with blue, yellow, or pink eyeglasses. 95% normal, 5% unusual. Example two, having a unique accent. For example, an Australian person going to the United States. There, they look normal, they can look American, but as soon as they speak, people notice their Australian accent, they pay attention, they remember them. 95% normal, 5% unusual. Example three, being proactive in a world of procrastination. From the Pareto principle and the latest studies, we know that only 5% of people are proactive. 95% are reactive. So simply being an active person, participating in initiatives such as this Telegram event, you are part of the top 5% active people, you will be remembered. This is being unusual when it comes to your personality. Orlina, she's a happy person in a world that isn't as happy as her. <laughs> you give the signal that you are a leader when you are a proactive person. And I thank you for that. Again, remember this rule, 95% normal, 5% unusual. What small unusual thing can you add today to your clothes, your communication, or your personality. When you are 95% normal, people trust you. When you are 5% unusual, people remember you. Then when they need the help of a professional or when your boss thinks of the next candidate for a promotion or when your professor thinks of choosing a student for an exclusive project, you will stand out. They will remember you you will get more opportunities and you will be more successful. But if you are 100% normal, a lot of your hard work will be wasted because people cannot remember you. The brain doesn't work that way. You will get less opportunities and you will limit your success. What small, unusual thing can you add to your clothes, your communication, or your personality 
today. Hello, Sofia. Hello. How do you feel today? Fine, thank you. What about you and our listeners? You missed my presentation, but you can listen to it later. You can begin. I want to give you the floor and I'm looking forward to listen to what you all share. Okay, so one more time. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Sophia and today we're going to discuss what a successful brand is and how to develop a perfect strategy on designing a personal brand. So preparing for my speech, I've made up my mind to conduct a survey among my followers on social media in order to find out what people think about branding at all and what this word means for them. My results were pretty obvious and surprising at the same time. As it turned out, people tend to believe a brand is only about titles, logos, design and colors. And today, I'd like to challenge these stereotypes. Actually, you yourself may be a brand. Your personality may be a brand. Your work and engagements, your uniqueness, everything you do to earn money. So a brand is equal to your business. The next step is to explain to you the most important thing while elaborating the strategy. Uh, a brand, it's about emotions. People buy your emotions and accordingly, you sell them. I want to tell you the fact. One research about perceiving the information has revealed that only 10% of our brain are responsible for called, weighed out, considered decisions and a profound analysis. But those 90% in general are about psychology. Are you willing to discover why? The answer, uh, the answer is unbelievably simple. It's emotions to make a human happy. Consequently, the goal of a successful brand is to sell them. So to conclude on this, I would say your business is equal to emotions. And now I'll give you a wise, as it seems to me, piece of advice. Tell people that your brand brings happiness and solves their problems. At this moment, you may be confused about this, but actually, during the whole life, a human strives to figure out two things, how to live and how to live in a happy way. If your brand answers these questions, you will not have any troubles, believe me, because these are the main strategies. Surely, first of all, you yourself should define explanations for some things, such as what your brand is about, why have you designed it and what's the purpose of it how does it look like and who is your client i mean if you're working at any product you have to know understand and imagine your target audience clearly and serve the needs and requirements of it this point is necessary now uh, let's talk a bit about marketing, considering it's impossible to be absorbed in branding and not to be aware of marketing. And these two activities are indeed closely intersected. So I'm quite convinced, and you have to keep in mind that a professional marketer uh, is not about advertising. If you decided to cooperate with 
a marketer, he or she should work with you as a psychologist and be good at those four questions, which I've early mentioned. Know the explanations for them, like the back of his or her hand. In addition, it could be an advantage if a marketer becomes the best friend of the founder of a business. Well, I hope this part, uh, this part was educative and applicable, and I suggest going on. Do you remember that I said 90% um, of decisions a person makes while buying a product are uh, subconsciously, subconsciously emotional? Let's come back and probably dig a little bit deeper. As a matter of fact, uh, your brain may not realize yet that you want some product, but emotionally you have already decided, for instance, what flat you are willing to live in or what car you'd like to drive. The same thing concerns and personal branding. That's why to attract audiences' attention and keep it for a long time, you, as a professional marketer, have to work for the subconscious and find an approach to the heart. So we have already learned that marketing is not a, so much about strategies, but more about love, love to a human and a product. That's called a love brand. A love brand when there appears an addiction to a product subconsciously. And if I had to hazard a guess, I'd say that the matter is just in symbols. I mean, via them, by symbols, you are capable to create such a brand which emotionally will influence a person intensely. To illustrate, let's take a watch. It's one thing. Let's take a Swiss watch. It's absolutely another. Agree. They may be even identical, as lots of experiments about that were carried out, that it was difficult to compare an ordinary watch with a brand one, but in authority, what matters? Talking about charity, everyone will agree that when we notice a palm or two ones begging for our help, we automatically fall for that and are ready to give as much money as possible. And if also to add their heart inside, that's all. It's a killing combination and success is absolutely guaranteed for you. These things are so banal and trivial, but they really work. Reflect on something previous again. Mm. Yes, people are extremely lazy creatures, especially nowadays. And agree that it's difficult enough to deal with the enormously large back of brands which exist now. It's also difficult to make a choice as we are just getting lost in it. Who can help? Who can help us? For sure, we have come to leaders of sorts who hand everything like on a silver platter. Bloggers are listened to and their pieces of advice are followed as leaders of sorts have an authority. And evidently, it's them to solve most of modern humans' problems. <clears throat> where to eat, where food is the most delicious and tasty, and stuff is kind and friendly, where to go, where is the most amazing um, landscapes or funny kinds of entertainment, and that's all. You are in general told everything, and in fact, bloggers have already made a decision instead of you. So the point is to spend your time on looking for bloggers and your money on their advertising. Exactly. Promotion of our brand is truly significant and valuable.
It's as essential as social media. As there, you need to conduct an audit, design in strategies and analyze the tendencies. Yes, my friends, it requires spending much time, but a cool marketer is constantly checking the market online, knows all the features, all the trends there to stay tuned, be modern, interesting, and certainly demanded. And to sum up, I have to say that we can talk about targeting or strategies infinitely, but a brand which solves humans' problems is the most important thing. So, dear listeners, be useful and do your work in an honest way. Thank you. Thank you. Jana Uspik? Yes, hello. Hello. You can speak and share your own thoughts, and I'm really interested to listen. And thank you very much, Sophia. It was really good. And I like that you spoke both about the product branding as well as about expert branding and authority. And you gave all the questions and examples, and I thank you for that. Jana, please speak and share what you wish. Uh, just one moment. Uh, I will use Ukrainian, okay? No problem. Yes, perfect. Yeah, uh, I will translate you my topic, <laughs> but I need Ukrainian now because uh, I can uh, tell more uh, which I know about this topic. Yes, yes, uh, perfect. Thank you very much. Я вітаю всіх, буду говорити українською, як я вже пояснила, тому що зробила собі деякі такі замітки і дуже хочу поділитися з ними в той час, який я маю 10 хвилин. Я думаю, що все-таки якість того, що я буду говорити, важливіша за мову якою. Отже, я Яна Ушпік, я займаюся режисурою, я професійний режисер, я за освітою режисер, акторка драматичного театру, я також професійна модель, багато була за кордоном, працювала від Японії до Італії, Азія, Європа, і дійсно маю що сказати з приводу власного бренду і саме того, як я себе створюю сама, своє ім'я, тому що окремо, окрім того, що я працюю як режисер в певних театрах, які є структурні, я ще створюю свій власний незалежний, і це дещо відрізняється, і іноді дуже складно зробити, скажімо так, вибір між тим, хто я, чи я модель, чи я режисер, люди не завжди готові сприймати все одночасно. І тому тут дуже важливо, як, нам, як мені здається, заакцентувати, що таке, власне, ну, моє ім'я для мене, чому я вважаю, що я на шляху до створення власного бренду. А, в першу чергу, я є професіоналом, так? Тобто, ну, Моя якби, така міні-лекція про те, що всі люди, які є певними професіоналами, вони розуміють, що головне – це стабільність їхнього результату, за це їх цінують. І отже, вони мають право дійсно вже створювати свій власний бренд. Для мене це в першу чергу змога відстоювати власні кордони та власні позиції, мати певну місію, яку я роблю професійно, в будь-якій сфері я обираю той напрям, яким я займаюся, я розумію, чому я це роблю. Тобто в мене є певна цінність та місія щодо того, що я роблю. І тоді я дійсно маю право позиціонувати себе як певний бренд. А отже, виходячи з цього, моє спілкування вже з умовними глядачами, там, тими, хто споживає 
мою певну реалізовану програму, або тими, кому я її намагаюся продати, хто може бути моїм клієнтом. Моє спілкування з ними вже може будуватися дещо інакше, ніж я б говорила з ними, як просто там людина, яка нібито в чомусь талановита, і вона хоче щось реалізувати. В першу чергу я виділяю для створення власного бренду це визначення своєї місії, тобто заради чого я його створюю, чому я переходжу в цю площину. Це дійсно для мене є основою бізнесу, тому що я не бачу сенсу створювати власний бренд, якщо він не буде приносити прибутку. Я так вважаю, не знаю, наскільки це коректно, але для мене це так. І, власне, розуміючи, що я хочу створити який саме бізнес, від цього я вже відштовхуюсь. У мене є певна перспектива. Я знаю, що я хочу створити власний театр, який, можливо, буде не єдиний, скажімо так, як єдине приміщення в одному місці, а буде мати свої, можливо, дещо схожі, можливо, зовсім різні направлення, прояви в усьому світові. Тому я дійсно розумію, що я створюю і чому я це створюю. Тоді я починаю працювати над власним ім'ям. Звичайно, я здобула освіту, наприклад, я себе зарекомендувала десь, щось в мене вийшло, щось не вийшло. Але як здобути своє ім'я? На мою думку, це не відмовлятися ні від чого. Тобто дійсно працювати, працювати заради твоєї мети, коли ти зможеш встановлювати свої правила. Тобто я акцентую увагу, що в першу чергу, якщо я хочу створити власний бізнес, власний бренд, я готова, чимось пожертвувати. Тобто я в першу чергу готова вкласти свій час і свої здібності. Можливо, заради майбутнього прибутку я готова їх вкласти зараз безкоштовно на якомусь етапі десь. Або вкласти власні гроші. Як я це робила там зі своєю дипломною виставою. Театр запропонував мені певні умови, що вони готові забрати виставу, але якщо вона буде за мій кошт. Я цього не побоялася, я це зробила, так, я вийшла в мінус, але я з цього отримала багато чого. Трошки я так, щоб не сумбурною бути. Для мене ще є одна позиція, яку я виділяю, це особистий стиль, так названий почерк, в якому я працюю, тому що це є частиною бренду. Це те, що якраз можна назвати логотипом, або що в такому простому елементарному розумінні, це те, як я виглядаю як модель, тобто які я маю навички, як я можу продати певний товар з фотографії, або те, як я режисер можу реалізувати будь-яку абсолютно п'єсу. Далі е, я звертаю свою увагу на аудиторію, яку я залучаю не тільки в діловому своєму спілкуванні, а за допомогою соціальних мереж. Я є у Фейсбуці, я є в Інстаграмі, Лінкендіні, я є у Тіктоці. І я розумію, що це абсолютно різні аудиторії. І моя головна задача, розуміючи, наприклад, що в Інстаграмі мене сприймають більше як модель, а в Фейсбуці я маю більшу переважну кількість аудиторії саме людей з театрального кола, не плутати ці аудиторії. І я дуже часто можу робити різні пости, я можу абсолютно ділитися не одночасно на всіх соціальних мережах своїми думками, а трошки робити лімітовано це. Я розумію, якщо я говорю про моду, і це не зайде у Фейсбуці, я цього там викладати не буду. Я дуже часто спостерігаю українських 
зірок або людей, лідерів думок, які роблять, скажімо, як ніби, ну, копіюють, тобто в них виходить одночасно інформація на всіх їхніх платформах. Я ніби це приймаю, але я все-таки вважаю, що треба розуміти, або вони дуже добре розуміють аудиторію, вона в них єдина, в що мені мало віриться, або треба все-таки звертати увагу на те, на яку аудиторію ти розраховуєш, створюючи власний бренд. Тобто, перше, це місія твого бренду, чому він має бути, твоя особиста цінність як професіонала в цьому, далі це перспектива, яка, за якою ти йдеш, і потім розрізнення вже аудиторії, на яку ти, власне, і робиш ставку, тобто заради неї ти і працюєш. Як режисер, я розумію, що в мене є проекти, які я реалізую, тобто вистави. І дуже часто я займаю позицію просування не власного імені, а саме свого проекту, який я створюю. І це дещо відрізняється, тобто мені здається, Твій особистий бренд, коли він буде працювати як твоє ім'я, дещо відрізняється від того бренду, коли ти вже створюєш певну, ну, певну виставу, в моєму випадку. Це різні принципи, різні підходи. І так само я готова вкладати теж в просування своєї вистави, в рекламу, кошти, як і в своє власне. Я з тих людей, хто може в інстаграмі, замовити рекламу у певних блогерів, тому що я розумію, що їхня аудиторія для мене прийнятна, вона мені підійде, і вона мені треба, щоб я розширила дійсно свої можливості і, скажімо, важелі впливу. Це інше, що я виділяю. Тобто, коли створюється певний бренд, він створюється заради певного впливу. Є прибуток і є вплив, який ми створюємо. Як говорилося в попередній доповіді про емоції, які ми якби, продукуємо так, що люди можуть купувати наші емоції, тут важливо розуміти, які саме емоції так, я хочу продати. Тому... Я ніколи в своїх соціальних мережах не використовую те, що може якось мене скомпрометувати, наприклад, виставити в якомусь світлі неоднозначної думки, якщо я поділюсь чимось, або неоднозначної позиції щодо якихось важливих подій там в країні. Це теж я звертаю на це увагу, тому що я розумію, яка місія мого особистого бренду, і вона точно не про політику, хоча я і маю другу вищу освіту в державному управлінні, наприклад. І я розумію, що де це має зміст бути, точно не в Інстаграмі, точно в мене не в Фейсбуці. Тобто я оберігаю свою аудиторію від певних емоцій. Я розумію, що я для них програмую, що я очікую. Потім ще важливий аспект для мене особисто – Якщо я буду працювати в чуємусь чужому театрі, і мені буде запропоновано ставити на їхніх умовах певну свою роботу, але вона буде, ці умови будуть суперечити моїм особистим цінностям та місії, яку я бачу в своєму брендові, я відмовлюся це робити. Тобто я не буду працювати на це, навіть якщо в якийсь момент це трошки мене похитне. Я думаю, це дуже важливий аспект, тому що... Треба пам'ятати, що в майбутньому, якщо ти десь зараз зіштовхнувся з чимось неприйнятним для себе, а потім воно 
може відгукнутися і скажуть, що в тебе ніби така позиція, але ми пам'ятаємо, ти був там і там, говорив це. Це не дуже класно. Як приклад, це позиції в передвиборчній компанії, там, наприклад, на вибори місцеві або вибори президента, коли зірки долучаються до цих компаній, потім якась партія не проходить, і вже ніби вона погана ця партія, а ці зірки ніби вже були проти неї, але співали, там щось їм допомагало. Тобто у ці моменти їх треба дуже чітко відслідковувати, якщо дійсно людина створює власний бренд. Потім... Я дійсно ділюся тільки своїми роздумами, тобто я не є професіоналом з створення а, саме власного бренду, я просто розповідаю, як я це бачу, як я розумію, ніби це в мене працює. Потім, так, я передивляюся. Я ще знаю такий принцип для себе, який я використовую, це розділення, те, що я говорила, аудиторії на різних соціальних мережах, але іноді мені треба, скажімо так, познайомити там, аудиторію театральну з тим, що я є професійною моделлю, щоб для них це не було сюрпризом, або навпаки. То я роблю якісь певні події, тобто я деякими прийомами, написавши якийсь пост, об'єднавши всі свої професії, якусь донош... хочу донести думку, аби познайомити іншу аудиторію і нібито її залучити. Але це я роблю, роблю також обережно. Власне, я думаю, я б змогла підповісти, якщо було б якісь питання ще, тому що час, певно, якраз в мене закінчується вже. Основні мої принципи – це от при створенні власного бренду розуміти, що ти будеш тоді вести якусь публічну історію в соціальних мережах, на першу чергу, слідкувати, яка вона буде ця історія, що ти пишеш, що ти говориш. Навіть іноді треба розуміти, як ти себе поводиш просто з незнайомими людьми на вулиці, тому що це працює все на тебе, дійсно, і вибудовує твій характер і твою Можливість досягати певних, не знаю, вершин. Ще в мене був один, правда, пункт про те, як треба вести перемови. Тому що, якщо створюється власний бренд, то розмовляючи вже з людьми, з майбутніми клієнтами, треба розуміти, що, можливо, власний ваш бренд має акцентуватися в першу чергу. А далі вже те, що ви про що ви домовляєтесь з певними клієнтами. Це я можу пояснити як приклад з модельної своєї кар'єри. Я проти реклами тютюнових виробів, проти реклами алкоголю. Я це не сприймаю, буду здоровий образ життя. Я розумію, що я це не буду рекламувати. І я акцентую увагу на тому, що як модель мене сприймати можуть непрофесійно, що я не погодилась щось рекламувати, але як бренд який я створюю, я навушпик, який включає в себе не тільки модель, а ще й багато різних аспектів, я все-таки в першу чергу маю його в пріоритеті, просуваю його, і краще я десь втрачу як модель, ніж я втрачу загалом як бренд, який я створюю. Власне, це все. Thank you very much, Aziz, I am ready. You are welcome. And thank you. I just enjoyed the Ukrainian language. So it was a good meditation for me, but I'm sure for many people it was really 
good. Anastasia Moskalenko, do you have anything to ask or to say? Um, hello, everyone. Not actually to ask, but thank you so much, uh, Jana, for your presentation. Uh, it was really interesting involving your personal experience and uh, connecting it with uh, the practical measures of how to actually use and how to um, grow your personal brand. So it was a really great one. Thank you so much. You're thank welcome. You. Thank you, Jana. And honestly, it's a pleasure to have you here. And we will listen now to Daria Purlaka. Dasha, can you begin? Yes. How are you? Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for the invitation. I'm really glad to be here, to be surrounded with such talented and interesting people. And uh, I'm really glad to, to talk about personal branding. I think I can start, yes? Yes. Okay, thank you. So now we will talk about personal brand. What is it and how to deal with it? Uh, also, I like, first of all, it's such a psychological meditation, I like to say. Uh, so I would like to talk about personal brand and about personal brand from the psychological side, uh, from the roots, which is in our mind. And first of all, I'd like you to remember some moments from your childhood, maybe. Uh, I hope I'm not uh, alone who did this. As I remember, my friends did the same as me. So remember when you were uh, you uh, you were young, you were small children, and then you try to find out who you, who you really are. How we try to do this? We just try to remember the main characters from movies, cartoons, maybe books. If somebody loved to read, it depending on your interest, and then you try to find a role model for yourself. So who this role model could be? It could be the main character of the film, of the cartoon. Uh, it would be, it can be a, char uh, a character who you really loved. And how we try to do this, you just analyzed your personal traits and compared with the personal traits of the character. Of course, all of us, as we were, uh, as we were small children, we did this on subconscious level. We did it subconsciously, so it's obvious, but still you can remember such dialogues in kindergarten, like who you are, oh my God, I'm a princess from Disney, or oh my God, I'm a hero from Marvel, from Marvel movie, and etc. So what I'm talking about, uh, I like to tell you about the roots of psychological brands from our childhood, and I guess that's the part of self-identification for small children. And then this self-identification can be brought to our life, through all our life, to teenagers level and to the adult one. Uh, so in my opinion, that was a true example of our intention to create a personal brand. But uh, nowadays, when we are teenagers, when we try to be different, we just uh, the main our uh, our the main aim is to create our personal brand, which is not connected to any brand, movie character, and so on. Uh, so why do we need personal brand at all? First of all, what's personal brand, which can be connected in our mind, which can be connected with some synonyms? It's what benefits. It's new opportunities in our life. It's to be recognizable, ability to be a leader, 
um, non-standard world viewing, I guess, and uh, making yourself as a brand give you much more opportunities and just ability to live happily. Uh, so, in my opinion, uh, our personal brand is what is uh, the idea that we want to bring to the world. It's the main thing that we want to tell to the world. And our uh, main miss mission is to find out the way about how we can do this. Uh, then find the idea that we definitely want to share with others. And of course, to realize this plan step by step in uh, real life. Uh, so how to gain the self-affirmation and how to gain a personal brand. Uh, you, of course, you don't need to chat uh, about your personal brand around each, uh, each corner. For example, you go and tell, oh my God, I have a personal brand. Oh my God, I'm different. I'm not you, you're not me. We are just different. Please don't do this. This will just kill your charm. Uh, that would kill your uh, charm and fascinating. So just keep calm and carry on. Otherwise, start with your inner world. Work on yourself and your mind. Work on your uh, thoughts or work on your genes. Understand yourself. Accept your pros and cons. Meanwhile, upgrade your, uh, uh, upgrade your uh, pros and just try to reduce your drawbacks because uh, without working on your uh, personality, without working on your own, you will not gain such a cool result. Try to realize also the value of yourself to the world and understand that you, uh, the world can really appreciate you and the world can appreciate what you can bring in it. Uh, start from the middle. Uh, now you're ready to, uh, to get to the real steps. Uh, you're ready with your inner world and you're ready for the for some actions uh, in society and some actions that can really uh, expand uh, your uh, expect your personality among others. Uh, first of all, do usual things in an unusual ways. Um, listen to another music, for example, cook for breakfast, not only eggs and milk, um, for example, cook something exotic. Uh, try make your uh, make your speech more diversity, be just another, make everything which is usual for you, make it in an unusual way. Uh, for the next thing, don't be uh, uptight with your emotions and behavior. Don't be afraid to show your feelings. Don't be afraid to show your emotions. Your emotions is your inner world and uh, that's your thoughts. And world will be really glad to hear that. Uh, also, people will appreciate you for the bravery and they will, um, they will have you as a role model for themselves. Uh, focus, of course, on, what, on your unique type and focus on what you really want to bring to the world. Focus on your idea, focus on your unique things. Um, for the next thing, just be real, be genuine and fair. Your brand, is, first of all, is who you really are, not who you want to be or who you want to pretend to be. For the next thing, for the next step, just have a story about your staff, story of your life, story that you can tell to the world. Just believe people adore another realities and they will be really glad to hear about your ups and downs, to hear about your lifelong story. They'll just appreciate it and your life will be a new novel for them. 
Also remember about making first impression and being to psychologically, just believe me, that will definitely help you, uh, not only in making and improving your personal brand, but also just in communication with people about uh, daily routine. It will be with you forever. And about the first impression, remember about how to uh, how to make it. Uh, what time does it take? Uh, so remember, it takes several seconds. That's why your first impression must be as uh, as good as you expect it to be. Also, be inspired by your role model. Find someone or something that can really inspire you, but don't follow it. Otherwise, you will be just a follower, not a person who uh, asks others to follow you. Uh, find a role model inspired by it, but uh, don't forget to leave your own brand. Uh, so your aim is to make a sparkle of your personal life and a sparkle of your unique story. And for the last, just communicate with others. Let people know about you. Let uh, them tell others about you. So I get that everything that I wanted to share with you, remember that you have a, your you have your personal brand. Uh, uh, you have your personal brand. Just don't forget to improve it. Don't forget to find out the seeds of it. And just bring up. You can bring your new opportunities to your life with your brand. Build strong social connections. Gain self-affirmation and have and make impact to the world. Let's believe in yourself, make your dreams come true, and love your life. That's it. Thank you. You're welcome, Dasha. Thank you very much. So if I understood correctly, it's more about finding your natural personal brand than growing it and displaying it rather than trying to make a personal brand or be a character that is totally different to your natural tendencies, correct? Uh, I just wanted to say that our psychological inner world is really important in building our personal brand. And before uh, making your brand uh, uh, help uh, make uh, to make your money, uh, you just have to work on your personal traits and work on your self-presentation to the world. That's what I wanted to say to you. And the main thing, of course, to remember that you're different. And that's it. Thank you very much dasha michael Katz. hello michael hello hello everyone please introduce yourself it's very cool and i'm so excited about this you can have 15 minutes so share and i hope you'll use multiple voices too because that's a really <laughs> cool part <laughs> i'll try to i'll try to um hello everyone my name is michael um, I am the marketing manager at the uh, Songwriters Association of Canada and I've been in Canada for a couple of years already uh, but now uh, due to COVID I'm uh, here in Kiev and uh, my second job quote-unquote is the being a dungeon master I'm in uh, Dungeons and Dragons and uh, that's basically my um, my passion Dungeons and Dragons is the role-playing game which was created in nineteen late nineteen seventies, early nineteen eighties, by the guy called Gary Gary Gagax, and um, he is uh, he's the primary ultra dungeon master basically. So this is the game when you create your characters and uh, with a bunch of friends you go 
for adventures. And uh, this is a very cool game because it can teach you a lot of things. So Aziz wanted me to speak about personal branding and branding as a whole in terms of how it relates to Dungeons and Dragons and vice versa. So I have five uh, um, pieces of advice for you guys. Um, the first of all, uh, the first of uh, these advice is your audience values originality. So when you when you think about um, a campaign, when you try to create your world as Dungeon Master, you know that there are multiple possibilities of how to do this. There are multiple settings, like you can do a vampire game, you can do a Lord of the Rings-ish game, you can do um, uh, a steampunk game, doesn't matter. But, um, you know, there are common tropes, basically, of it, on how you create a campaign, like, you know, very uh, general damsel in distress, small town disappearances, um, et cetera, et cetera. You can, you know, the list goes on and on. But this way, the story becomes predictable. And um, worse than that, players feel condensed to uh, as the game starts to feel dumbed down. So the same goes to your personality, your brand and company brand and any brand. The audience values originality. If you don't give the audience originality, the audience becomes bored. Therefore, your brand fails. And nobody wants that. So the first advice is to honestly think out of the box. Be creative and um, engage with your audience in the ways that nobody thought about before. Or maybe something was before something existed but you know uh maybe you shuffle the idea that way that nobody thought about so really just think out of the box um the second piece of advice is appeal to curiosity um you know when it comes to creating an adventure when it comes to creating a world and a lot of characters that i voice out that uh you know from starting from ogres and you know ending with um city dwellers and um, uh, tavern or inns, bartenders and all that. Um, the DM has a seemingly, you know, impossible job. Uh, dungeon master or game master, um, he needs to create a unique and compelling world that is able to hold players' attention, something, you know, not easily done. Um, we can spend hours upon hours creating content for a campaign, but Honestly, 80 to 95% of what, what we create may never see any playtime. Um, it's ultimately the player's choice as to what tasks they want to go to, you know, complete and what quests they want to go on. So while D&D world needs to have a unique and compelling narrative, it also needs to appeal to a player's curiosity to ensure that they keep playing the game and play the parts of the game that you want them to. Um, you're not just, you know, again, returning back to marketing, you're, you're not in branding. You're not just creating content or producing content. You're trying to appeal to people's curiosity. You'll try to make them as much engaged with your brand as possible. Because as soon as you realize there is no engagement at all, the brand fails. And you don't want that. Um, the third and 
probably one of the most important advice that I can give you is that you need to avoid corralling your audience. So nobody likes to be told what to do, including D&D players. The dungeon master writes the game and serves as a referee, right? No doubt about it. They, they cannot influence a player's actions at the same time. Because if a DM attempts to, they could quickly lose a player's interest. It can be tempting, of course, to intervene and make sure that your players are playing the game you did the way you intended. But this is the one thing you cannot do. The same goes with advertising. The same goes with um, creative thinking, creative branding and strategy and yada yada. So you should engage the audience, but not just having uh, having you basically grasp someone's hand and then telling them what to do and what to buy and how to approach your brand. This is not how it works. What you should do instead is to be as creative as possible so that the audience is grasped by your commercials, by your brand, by the things that you do, by the activities that you produce, because it doesn't work the other way around. It just it works just this way so it should be a certain call to action with zero context because if there is context any kind of it just it can be a turn off for your audience you don't want that so again it all comes to how you present your brand and how you say hey guys i'm unique and my brand is unique my company is unique my product is unique and see for yourself. We're not engaging, we're not pushing you, but just see it for yourself. Now, the fourth advice is customize, customize, customize. Customize content, your brand, for your audience, not the other way around. Because the players in D&D are in charge of their actions and how they choose the, to play the game, making it, of course, impossible for DMs to have control over the game experience. And sometimes with my players, and I, I guess I told Aziz about it, that sometimes I'm just, I'm enraged with my players, honestly, because sometimes they think the most craziest possible solutions and options. And this, this, this is really fun, but this makes me rage quit and want to die, really. <laughs> so, but... Uh, in the world of branding and marketing, you need to think the way your target audience or multiple audiences think. And this is the, the best solution and the best advice that I can give you, the personalized content. When you do this, when you appeal to your audience, it means that you try to think as they think. This is, to me, one of the best options. Of course, we have you know, exceptions, like think of Lady Gaga, for example, she doesn't, you know, she didn't think about their uh, target audience. She dressed a lot in a very uh, um, courageous and very, uh, how do I put it, um, intriguing costumes. And she sang songs that had uh, provocative lyrics and, and she had the most provocative video clips. But this is how she gained uh, popularity. But again, that's that's an exception. Billie Eilish. I mean, there is a, there are 
myriads of artists that pertain only to a particular audience. But in general terms, it always it's always thinking how your audience thinking what they need and appealing to their interests because you're you're one. They are they're bigger than you in in numbers. So please think about that. And the final advice is chart your course. In D&D game, there is a lot going on. For the DM, that number is amplified as you have to remember every detail about your players, what's been completed, what could come next. And um, in one of my first games as Dungeon Master, I had over 2,000 possible consequences for players. I thought about everything. And again, I thought so. <laughs> but at the very end, it appeared I didn't think about the most obvious answers, the most obvious consequences, and the most obvious paths and routes that uh, my players could take. Nonlinear fashion of your game or, or your brand or your marketing activities is what you need to do. But you always need to ensure that you have everything um, charted, everything written down. Because otherwise, you lost. You can easily lost track of everything, and you don't want that. And one more thing: when you fail at some activities, it's not what should, you know, um, when things go south. For example, you don't need to um, feel wrong about it. The first question that should pop in your head is: How can I capitalize on that? How can I learn in my mistakes? And how can I do? Um, anything that will turn the the events upside down in my way. That's how Dungeon Masters think, obviously, because in the event of we are not ready for what players think, we should be creative and we should think on the spot. With the branding, it's the same thing. You should be able to think quickly and think on the spot if... You know, it doesn't matter whether you're successful with your campaign, marketing campaign, branding campaign, branding strategy, doesn't matter, or whether you're failed. You should be able to understand the consequences and how you should capitalize on them. Otherwise, it doesn't. it, it is not worth even starting the campaign. So, yeah, I'm honestly done. And if you have any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. Thank you so much for the floor, Aziz. You are welcome. Actually, I resonated a lot with many things that you mentioned. And one of the greatest books that I love, it's called In Search of Cool, where neuroscientists studied what makes things cool in the brain. And in it, they found that there is a dichotomy or there is something inside the human brain that is both contradictory forces that people want to be similar to others, like to be accepted, but they hate to be told what to do or to conform to society. So that's one of the things where you said it's not about ever forcing people to do anything, because another thing is that when people feel in any way that they have been manipulated or pressured into making any decision at some point there will be buyer's remorse and you will lose that relationship and that member of the community but as long as people for their own reasons 
they make their own choices and they realize, okay, this was my free will choice, then they will stay for you much longer. They will be a lot more active. And therefore, a lot of the clickbait marketing, etc., it might get you at first more attention, but it doesn't get your longevity or any kind of pressure is the same. And thank you again, Michael, it's wonderful. Does anybody have questions or comments? Uh, I just uh, can say it was uh, very informative and comprehensive. No, thank you very much. Thank you, Jana, and thank you very much, Michael. I will end this recording so that we move on to the masterclass and I see Katerina Honcharuk is here. Thank you.